Bienvenue sur Runway Series, le podcast d'Upcoming VC, la plateforme d'éducation au Venture Capital à destination des entrepreneurs, mais aussi des aspirants VC souhaitant comprendre les méthodes appliquées par les Venture Capitalistes lors de leur décision d'investissement ou non dans une startup. Je suis Raphaël Grieco, fondateur d'Upcoming VC, et dans ce podcast, nous accueillons des entrepreneurs, des investisseurs, mais aussi des aspirants VC qui partageront avec nous, lors de formats courts, leurs expériences, conseils et leur vision de la relation entrepreneur-investisseur. Hi everyone, uh, we are very happy today for the first episode of the 2020 Runaway Series to welcome Floris. How are you Floris Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much for accepting to be on the show today. So Floris uh, is uh, a student, but uh, he is also managing um, a fund based in Amsterdam, which is called ACIF, ACIF Ventures. Uh, so um, we have been uh, over the past uh, two months Uh, focusing on a trend that uh, we see emerging, which is um, uh, students uh, setting up uh, investment funds and uh, investing into entrepreneurs for real, with a real, uh, real cash, with a real strategy and a real investment thesis. So, Floris, today you, you are the, the, the third of this kind joining the show. Uh, yes. We had uh, Conrad from uh, Dakota Venture Group in the US. Yes. And we also welcome Oscari from uh, Wave Ventures in uh, Finland and uh, also uh, having some operations in Sweden. Yes. So, today, Floris, you are a student and you are part of the team running this uh, AC Venture Fund based in uh, Amsterdam. Maybe could you please, before digging into the strategy at uh, AC Ventures and understand what it's all about, explain uh, a bit your background, uh, what you're currently studying and what you want to do uh, next? Yes, of course. Um, I, I'll just start with a, a, basically a short clarification on, um, on us being a student fund. Um, as opposed to um, uh, Oscar and uh, Conrad, who you talked to, we're also a student fund in the sense that we fund student startups, um, but we're uh the sort of the operational part us the student partners or the directors we all graduated last year so this is basically our first sort of full-time job after university um but that's why it's still sort of student in the sense that um we don't have a lot of experience and we we graduated um just last year um okay so you are uh, as you said you are not uh, exactly in the same setup as uh, oscar's fund and as uh, conrad's fund because Now it's a job, so it's a full-time job. Yeah, it's a full-time job. Full-time employee. Yeah, exactly. So um, b before my short introduction, I can maybe talk a little bit about just having met all the other student uh, VCs. I think what was most interesting was seeing how um, we all have a similar goals and similar passions, but we all diverge, whether it's about um, RLPs or investors, how we invest and, and how we really are set up. Um, but in terms of uh, just about myself, um, I'm from Hungary originally. Um, I grew up there and I graduated there and I was always sort of entrepreneurial um, in the classic sense, you know, trying to sell things at uh, the, the hustling mindset, trying to sell things uh, at my school, um, um, sort of baseball cards, football cards, these kinds of things. Um, and so I always had that in me, uh, this sort of entrepreneurial mindset. And then I went off to university to study um, politics, psychology, law and economics. Um, so sort of a what I would call a bit more focused liberal arts degree. Um, and sort of this entrepreneurship was kind of put on hold or, or at least the, the, the mindset of it. 
um, and I was more focused on the studying and the theoretical part of things. Um, and then I started be, uh, getting introduced to Ace of Ventures um, in sort of my last year of university, um, or maybe a little bit before that, um, going to their events, hearing about them. Um, and as I was sort of graduating and, and weighing up my options, um, I had this chance to, you know, um, do an internship, which I did actually during my, my studies as well at a movie financing firm where we um, financed and did the licensing for big Hollywood uh, independent movies. And so as I was sort of looking at my future, I said I could do the classical route of, of doing an internship and, you know, uh, basically working on Excel and, and, and making coffee, which I, I don't want to underwrite. I think it's a great experience as well to do internships. But I had this other chance, which was being on the, on the board of Ace Ventures, which was much more hands-on, doing the work, um, uh, investing. Um, and so I chose to, do, to, to apply and... Um, here we are, and um, I've been working here since uh, August, and uh, so far I, I, I must admit that it's been the right decision. Um, maybe we can uh, now talk about uh, ACIF. So, sure. Uh, when was it established? Um, what's uh, the, the objective of, uh, of ACIF Ventures? And also, is it uh, attached to one particular university or one particular school? Yes, of course. So um, ACIF Ventures was launched sort of late 2016, early 2017. Um, and so we haven't been around as much as sort of some of the other funds I think that you talk to. I, I think um, uh, Conrad's, especially in the U.S., uh, you know, it's, I think 2005 or 2006. Um, so for us, it's, it's, we're still quite early stage. You know, we invest early stage, but we're also quite early stage ourselves. Um, and so we've, um, we have quite an interesting setup. Um, and that setup took actually much of the past three years so we've had sort of three what we call board years where um, all of us the full-time employees only work at ASIF for a year um, and that's kind of the student nature of things that um, once a new class graduates they can apply to um, ASIF um, so essentially the the first year of, of ASIF's existence was really um, more about the uh, event and spurring entrepreneurship side of things, which I'll get into in a second. Um, and the second board year was really where the legal foundation was laid for ASIF to be a venture capital fund, uh, uh, essentially an entity that can legally invest. Um, and then our year um, is really where we, we really la start launching a lot of investments and we uh, really doubled down on that. But basically ASIF Ventures what we like to say is that we bridge the gap um, between Amsterdam's entrepreneurial e ecosystem um, and its student community. And we do that two ways. And I think both ways are crucial. And this is, again, one of the ways where we're completely different than um, Wave Ventures and, and the Finnish ecosystem, which I'll use as sort of a, a, an, anal or an example. Um, so we are, on the one hand, a 1 million euro uh, venture capital fund that invests in startups um, founded strictly by students and recent graduates. And um, that is more uh, uh, in a classical sense of what a VC would look like. And, and I think, although we diverge in some ways, it's, 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 you could you know, call it, especially importantly legally, a very traditional VC setup. Um, and then on the other side is where we have uh, our entrepreneurial community. And that's really, um, 
basically where we give students the opportunity to learn about um, tech, startups, VC, uh, meet potential employers and network. Um, and we do that mainly through um, our events, which um, I'm quite proud of and, and something that I deal with um, also on a daily basis is um, we have four sort of events that, or brands that we've built throughout the years. Um, our biggest one is called Pitch, which is basically a shark tank for students. Um, and we have one coming up in February, um, and it's an audience of 200, 300 students um, and sort of young founders pitch their companies to a jury of seasoned investors, and that's to, to win prizes. Um, and that's that's one sort of our biggest brand. And then we have a common ground, which is a panel discussion, um, masterclass, which is just, you know, a, a keynote sessions with experts. Um, and then Startup Crawl, which is really cool, where we have student groups um, visit a big startup. Um, so, so we've had Startup Crawls with Uber, Adyen, Booking.com. And, and that's kind of the, the, the second part of what we do with these events, which really spur the entrepreneurial spirit in Amsterdam and, um, you know, generate more more startups in the future so how do you split your time between uh, finding an opportunity uh, to invest in and at the time uh, building this community and uh, fostering this uh, uh, ecosystem of uh, innovation this uh, tech ecosystem uh, how, 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 how do you split your time yeah so this is uh, I think a crucial question that I think I, I have an answer to personally, but also something that we, you know, we, we constantly reflect on within the board um, or, or, you know, the five sort of full-time employees, which is um, in Finland, they have built a, a great ecosystem in terms of um, huge student events. I mean, um, Slush also was started by students. Um, and... Um, they also have this venture capital um, entity and they have split that. So in, in Finland, they said, okay, there's going to be a student run VC. There's going to be a student run entrepreneurial event group. And then there's going to be a student run accelerator. Um, and I think we're, um, we're a bit earlier stage in terms of our ecosystem here. And so what we have is basically all of this under one roof under ASIF. Um, the way we split our time um, in terms of the board is that we we have job uh, sort of descriptions when we when we sign up, um, and me personally, I'm uh, also the community director. So I, I I I as I said, I deal with this. Um, I would say um, the majority of my time, but also constantly partaking in the investment um, uh, decisions and, and the investment process as well. But we also have someone on the board who's, for example, the investment director. And I would say that sort of 60-40 split is more in terms of investment there, while for me, it's more in terms of the community. Um, and to finish this point off, one of the ways we, the board, make sure that we deal with Uh, the investment side of things mostly is that we have 17 part-time employees who are students um, 
and they help us out with the event management and organization as well. So you are a team of uh, five full-time employees, part of the board, yes. plus uh, a huge team of uh, part-time employees exactly. who are actually uh, students. And are the students uh, joining ACIF when they graduate as well? Or are they just um, helping you while being a student? just as, as an aside, and then they, they, they do something else. Uh, yourself, for instance, have you been uh, helping ACIF before graduating? Were you uh, uh, helping part-time uh, ACIF? So they, have, um, so they have something called, so we kind of changed the structure. So I, I, um, this is something new that, that sort of I brought in as well um, with my role, which is we have something new called the um, uh, ACIF Fellowship Program. And that's something... Um, I and, and the board, and we started this year in September. Um, we launched the sort of the recruitment period for that. So this is something completely new. And um, here, these students sign up, um, and they're currently still studying at university, and they sign up to join ASIF. Um, and then they hack, they basically, we split them into three teams that rotate throughout the year. Um, and we have an investment team of the fellows, Uh, a marketing team of the fellows, and then the event team. Um, and then they split sort of every two months based on the events that we have coming up. And then they all have an a, a experience in all the different business lines of ASIF. Um, and at the end, they have the chance to sign up next year, um, or actually this May already when we're, when we're starting um, March. I'm not sure exactly yet, um, but we're starting our recruitment for next year's board. Um, And they are basically on sort of a fast track to the board, but it, but but they still have to go through the same sort of um, uh, uh, recruitment process as others would have to if they would sign up not having participated in ASIF before. So what is exactly the process to join the ASIF uh, yeah. as a full-time uh, one-year uh, board uh, yeah. member? Um, so there I would say we're quite um, uh, uh, traditional in terms of what you would imagine a, a job interview or a job uh, application process to look like. Um, so for example, for me, um, Um, and I, and I, I, this was for everyone. Um, there were two interviews, um, one with the student board of that time. Um, and then one with an advisory board that we also have. Um, and there, those were the two interviews, but previously to those interviews, obviously I needed to send in a motivation letter, um, my CV, um, and then after the first interview, there was a sort of a business case Um, or I think what it was was actually a startup that they there were three startups that the that that I could choose from and I needed to pick one and and say why I would invest in this and then it's sort of a startup case study so that's what we're going to keep this is the process that we're going to use next year um, so if there's anyone listening who wants to join ASIF then uh, <laughs> this is the process Excellent. it's leaked um, so just coming back maybe on the links that you uh, are nurturing with uh, the universities and the school so you are independent from all those uh, universities and school and you are welcoming anyone any fresh uh, graduate from any of the schools and universities to apply and uh, join the board for the next year right Yeah, so that's actually really cool about ASIF that in terms of our um, in terms of our uh, employees, we are basically not linked to the university. So this year's board, we have someone from um, the, basically another Dutch university, not the one in Amsterdam. We have someone from a, a Spanish university on the board this year. So 
that's quite diverse in terms of well maybe we, uh, later we can get into sort of our lp structure and how we're funded but um we are a, a, a essentially an offshoot or a project of the two biggest amsterdam universities so the University of Amsterdam, where I, which uh, I attended, and the Free University. Okay, got you. Um, you, uh, you, you, you indeed um, uh, started discussing about uh, the LPs and uh, the way you you run the operation. So it's, yeah. uh, I think it's uh, very interesting to understand. Um, first of all, uh, if you have an investment thesis, so from what uh, I understand. You are bridging the gap between um, the recent graduates, uh, the university, the schools, and the uh, yeah, fresh graduates, yeah. and um, the, the tech innovation uh, ecosystem in uh, in uh, mostly in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then, do you have a, a specific focus uh, besides uh, being early stage on a specific domains, specific uh, sectors? Um, right. Right. Do you have something very specific? Um, Well, so to, to repeat or to, to be very clear, um, we are a, a sort of one, uh, a one million euro fund and we do um, an initial, um, and I think this is where we again diverge, we do an initial 25,000 euro um, sort of an early pre-seed investment, um, whether alone or, or in a round with some angel investors. Um, and then we have a follow-up reserved um, of 75,000 euros that we can basically follow up with. Um, with another round uh either with angels or or alone but we try to get in a bigger round that time um in terms of our investment thesis well this is something that you know is constantly being evaluated and reevaluated and something that developed through the three years but what i can say now is that um we're definitely industry agnostic and um we have sort of uh, uh hard criteria and soft criteria and that's kind of how i could Um, uh, describe our, our investment thesis. Um, essentially, we invest in tech-enabled student startups. And what that means is that our hard criteria are, and this is where it's interesting how obviously our um, uh, investment decisions are being influenced by LPs, you know, limited partners, but still um, their, their influence on us is not so limited because we do invest in um, student startups, which means anywhere from graduating, uh, now a student still, or maximum graduated within three years. Um, and the other hard criteria is that they have to be based in Amsterdam, the Amsterdam metropolitan area. Um, and this is something that we want to happen naturally for st startups. So we're not in the business of you know, finding startups in Rotterdam, for example, and pushing them to register their head HQ in Amsterdam so that we can invest in, you know, this, if, 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 um, if the stars align for the lack of a better uh, phrase, um, then we invest um, um, and we don't, we don't really try to coerce people into moving to Amsterdam, but they have to be based there. And this is, again, goes back to our LPs, which is, You know, we're, we're our public fund, which is um, 500,000 euro, um, is our alpha fund, basically, um, from which we invest the early 25,000 uh, ticket sizes. Um, that's funded by the two Amsterdam universities. So understandably, um, and I think quite logically, they, they, they really um, find it important that we put that money back into the Amsterdam ecosystem and not another city <laughs> um 
but but they we don't have to invest in in students that come from those specific universities so if you are um, a, a Dutch startup that's located here or you move to Amsterdam we don't really care as long as you're based here and then our soft sort of criteria um, going back into the investment thesis is we like to see two or more founders um, uh, single founders you know just just statistically down the line um, it just doesn't look too good um, in terms of the numbers and exits and how that works out we obviously we we fund tech enabled businesses um, that's crucial um, um, for scalability and, and other, myriad other reasons um, but that gets into the whole idea of what a venture capital fund does so I think that's quite clear there um, we we do like to see like um, if there's some important intellectual property that, you know, the ownership of that, uh, of ownership of all the relevant IP um, is there. Um, we like to see tech in-house um, and we typically get in around MVP, um, sometimes um, sort of pre-revenue even. Um, but in terms of sectors or verticals, I would not really highlight anything because as you can see, we have some limiting criteria um, so we don't want to limit even further. Um, so you said that uh, half the money you are investing uh, comes from uh, two universities, but uh, where does the other half uh, come from? Uh, do, you do you have uh, a private individuals uh, as LPs? Exactly. Uh, do you have a corp corporates only private individuals? That's 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 private individuals um, as of now, and I and I I I I. I I can't uh, uh, disclose that we're still uh, sort of finishing our fundraising process. We had a first close. Um, I don't really want to get into the details of that exactly, but basically um, um, that's still being closed, but we're very um, happy with who, what we have right now and who we have on board. Um, and in terms of, without going very specifically into the individuals themselves, on the aggregate, I can say that they're all um, um, successful individuals, uh, entrepreneurs, ex-entrepreneurs, uh, many of which have exited um, their own companies and see ASIF um, as not only uh, an access to early deal flow for them, um, access into a community that's quite hard to access if you're not in it, namely the student entrepreneurial community. And it's also a way for them to sort of put the money back into the ecosystem um, that helped them grow um, at their career. So um, I think those are the those are the two ways or or the reasons rather why they're engaged. Yeah, that's very clear. Um, now coming on the uh, founders side, um, yeah, why would uh, an entrepreneur? Uh, I mean, our team of entrepreneurs, uh, a company, a startups. Uh, come to you, uh, knock on your door and ask for AC Ventures to, to, to help them uh, grow. Uh, what's your main value add, value add uh, you think? Uh, what are you um, adding uh, besides uh, the initial uh, capital? Right. Uh, compared to traditional VCs or other uh, more established uh, funds? Yeah, um, I mean, this is, this is actually a, a good question. I think it's the question that gets to the very heart of what ASIF is and why, why there is a need for things like student venture capital funds. Um, and this is also something we discussed at the meetup that we had with, uh, at Slush where we met the other um, student venture capital funds. Um, and, you know, we, we have 
we try to have the value adds that overlap with other VCs. You know, we have the network, we can connect with follow-up funding, we can help the, the, the startups recruit and find a co-founder, things that other VCs would have. So what is it that we have that bigger VCs don't have? And I think this gets to the very, uh, th this is a, a crucial point. And I think, you know, founders are, whether in books or, or from movies or, or just the culture that VC perpetuates, they're always told like, you know, you have to narrow down your pitch. You have to know, you have to be perfect in your pitch. You have one chance. You have, once you get into that room, you have to take it. Um, and we have a completely different mindset. You know, we're, we're, we're a student venture capital fund. We have a very laid back office. Um, and I know that approachability sounds like some sort of cliche that we're students, so it's easier to talk to us. But what we significantly and consistently um, hear from the founders is that they can ask the questions that are crucial to the process of, of receiving an investment that they were scared to ask other investors. You know, they any you know there's many there are many founders who are very very knowledgeable knowledgeable about their um their business or their startup or their idea but they have no idea what a convertible loan is or what convertible debt uh convertible loan agreement is or or what is um a, a discount in a convertible loan how will i how will this convert to equity things things that are crucial to their business that will you know impact um, uh, their business significantly down the line, but in a big boardroom, um, you know, with 20 people um, who are all at least 20 years older than them, they, they, they can't ask these questions. So they come to us, um, we're approachable. Um, they can, again, you know, ask us the questions that they couldn't ask otherwise, and we help them regardless of their level. And that's where, you know, I think we are again different than other VCs is it's not that they send in um, their pitch deck and we write back, you know, please meet us or we say, thanks, but you know, it's not the right fit. We invite them in, we talk to them, we help them um, with their business model improvements if, if they need it. We help them um, in, in myriad ways that other VCs just simply don't have time for. And I, and I, this is not a critique to later stage VC. It's more simply that, if you're making series A investments, you don't have time to, you know, hold the hands of the entrepreneurs and we do. So you are bringing uh, on top of uh, capital also education. You are educating the founders on, um, on the, 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 the relationship that uh, they, 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 they're going to have with investors. Exactly. And, uh, you are helping them understand uh, on the financial side of their business, uh, how to um, handle uh, uh, their cap table in the, in the future for example and 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 this is where i think also it's a, it's it's i'm really um uh, happy about um our hiring of the 17 uh fellows in the fellowship program and this is something we um uh took this idea um from um, andreessen horowitz who uh is a big vc or a big vc in silicon valley and they basically have groups of people who work for them um, and they do little consulting projects for their portfolio companies. They help them. They, these are teams that they can dispatch and they can help the companies that need more uh, workforce or labor or, or need a specific problem solved. And our fellows 
are there to not only assist the companies that we've invested in with problems, but if there are certain things that we want to help a company with to grow, um, either because we believe in them or simply because um, we would like to invest in them, but they're way too early stage, they can rely on our knowledge, our network, but also our um, employees to to help fix and solve those issues. So you are a real venture partner to uh, to the founders. Exactly, and and we and we aim okay. to be very so. clear. Got you. It's the goal. Um, yeah. What are the what are the trends that you see now uh, emerging in uh, in Amsterdam? Uh, it could be in terms of uh, sector, in terms of uh, mindset. Uh, what do you? Uh, how do you uh, define the the Amsterdam uh, tech ecosystem? Okay. Compared to uh, other uh, ecosystems in Europe, uh, from our point of view, we we, we see a, a huge trend in in fintech, but maybe it's a bit biased. Uh, it's a biased view that we may have uh, outside of the Netherlands. Uh, so we would uh, be very happy to have your inside of you on uh, what's happening in Amsterdam. Sure, sure. I can do my best in sort of describing what I see in terms of juxtaposing and comparing to other ecosystems. You know, I'll have the uh, audience ponder that. Sure. <laughs> But in terms of in terms of what I see and and what we see at Ace Ventures is um, there's some surprising things. There 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 some things that are not so surprising, and um, there's also I think some positives and some negatives but in terms of you know you started off with fintech we we definitely see um uh, a lot of fintech coming through um um for, through our inbound deal flow and actually one of our um portfolio companies that i'm you know very proud of um uh, dime um they they're a fintech company they're a personal finance app that um sort of helps you save costs on your uh, recurring costs so they can help you switch to a better um, electricity provider or telephone provider. They've actually received a, um, a follow-off funding uh, not such a long time ago of 600,000 euro. And so that really has uh, showed us as a proof of concept for ASIF that, um, you know, FinTech is, is the right place to be in, but also that we made the right decision with Dime. But um, in terms of trends, we also see, um, actually quite a lot of focus on deep tech with really young entrepreneurs, which is quite interesting. Um, you know, we see blockchain, AI. Um, we see entrepreneurs who really have a local mindset. So trying to solve local issues. Um, but they do think about how the, those things can scale um, globally. But I think the most Um, and I'm sure you've heard this on your, I mean, I've, I've uh, talked to Oscar as well. And I think this is something that we, we see not just like as millennials, but also in this student VC world, which is a lot of founders who show up, who have a purpose for solving a problem that impacts society as a whole, you know, and this can be ranging from, um, from global warming, global warming, um, sustainability. And, uh, and that's, it's really, really something that I do want to stress that this is something that keeps coming up on and on. And, um, to maybe give an example, one of our other portfolio companies is also, um, they were very passionate about, um, sustainability and sustainable fashion. And they, they built, a company around that. Um, and what they realize is that um, this is a, a, um, a female founded team, a female founder team, and they, they 
kept buying sustainable clothes in Amsterdam from little shops, but they little boutiques, but they really couldn't find online where they, you know, people like to buy clothes these days is that they couldn't really access sustainable fashion online. So what they did was build uh, now the largest online search engine in Europe for fair and sustainable um, fashion. And that's anywhere from sort of fair trade to um, locally produced clothing. Um, they also have earth, so they have earth friendly um, and anything that basically supports local communities and um, also vegan. Uh, uh, so, so this is something that in terms of a trend, we definitely see. Um, something that I just sort of uh, uh, reminded me of myself of, um, talking about Project CC was um, maybe not to end on a downer, but something I, I do want to mention in terms of, you know, we talk about trends, people mostly talk about, you know, we see fintech things, but I also do want to mention a negative uh, trend, which I think was also um, confirmed, sadly, by the uh, Atomico report that came out, I think, while we were at Slush, which is that we we don't see a lot of uh, uh, all women teams um, or female founded teams, um, and also I think in the report it said that uh, you know in 2019, 92 of every hundred dollar uh, euros invested in Europe went to founding teams that were I think all comprised of men, um, and so this is something that we've also seen you know personally and the way we try to, um, I can say, combat this or, or get around this is that, you know, more than 50% of, of uh, the employees of ASIF are actually women. Um, and we're also very glad that we signed up to um, Fund Right, or we're, we're, uh, which is an initiative uh, in Amsterdam that a lot of the, uh, venture capital funds are signing up to that aims to improve these um, diversity concerns. So, and uh, this um, is something you, you'd like to focus even more in, uh, in, uh, in, the, in the years to come because, uh, it's, uh, because the stats are totally uh, terrible. Yeah. It's something that has to be uh, tackled at every stage of the ecosystem. Exactly. From uh, joining a university to the first job when you are graduating to uh, your, whole, your whole career path. Exactly. So you are an actor of this change uh, by demonstrating that uh, at AC Ventures, you already are tackling uh, exactly by uh, having more than a half the people being uh, female. And I do want to say that um, I hear a lot of uh, when, when, when these things are addressed and um, also at Slush and, and others. And I, I hear a lot of talk about how down the line, if you look at the, the startups and you look at the companies that exited, the ones that were diverse performed, you know, better. And, and, and it's so much, and, and these sort of um, analytical arguments as to why diversity is important. But we do want to stress that, you know, that's, it's important by in and of itself, right? So like diversity is important for the sake of diversity, not just, um, and for the sake of providing people with opportunity, not just because we want to perform better as a fund. I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, very clear, very clear. Uh, I was willing also to get your uh, maybe your recommendation or at least your uh, suggestions yeah, or your yeah. take on uh, what is needed uh, for uh, an ecosystem to have such an initiative as uh, ACF Ventures because um, 
uh, from what we said uh, at, the, at the beginning of uh, our talk, um, there are about 15 to 20, maybe 25 funds having uh, this kind of uh, approach in different, obviously, uh, in different uh, setups. But uh, what would be needed for um, a new uh, ecosystem or uh, an established ecosystem to consider having an actor uh, as ASIF? Um, that's, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, in terms of what the ecosystem needs, um, look, I joined while there was already this ecosystem. So from my personal experience, um, what I can say is maybe reflect on what this ecosystem has that um, without naming them, I think other countries or ecosystems don't, which is um, essentially an openness um, towards breaking sort of old models of, 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 of traditional like hierarchy. So you know, at the, if we think about it, it's an absurd project that there's people with a lot of experience who are way older than us and they, they, they put money in students' hands to, um, to invest. And I think what that needs is an openness. Um, it needs a creativity um, for it to develop. And I think it, you also need a trust in uh, your your own educational systems and your own society that it has developed young people uh, in sort of twenty years time in a way that they are you know capable, critical, analytical, um, and they are up for that challenge. Um, I also think that an entrepreneurial culture in general is obviously uh, crucial because um, without that, you know, uh, uh, VCs in general wouldn't exist. But I think especially here, you really need to have like a hub. So I think if you look at uh, certain places that, you know, barely have a few accelerators or incubators, they maybe have a couple of VCs in some cities in Europe. You know, those places, I wouldn't think that they would be the first places where a new v student VC pops up. I think it's first that a just more late stage VCs pop up and then down the line, uh, students come. Um, but also, I mean, availability of capital, like you, you need to have a lot of capital available to grant some of it to uh, students. So now you've been in your role for a, a few months. So uh, because it's a one year a tenure, uh, you, you will be uh, next considering uh, another full time job. So what's your plan? What do you want to do? Uh, is uh, your role at AC Ventures a way to understand uh, how to uh, invest or is it something to better understand how to become an entrepreneur what's your what's what are you uh, envisioning as your next uh, career movement do you want to 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 come back on your uh, entrepreneurial roots that you mentioned uh, earlier or do you want to, to continue uh, uh, on this track mm -hmm. uh, of uh, mm -hmm. supporting innovation with capital and with uh, and with uh, uh, operational support mm, well i think that's a great question because I've been asking myself uh, that every day and uh, so have my parents <laughs> um, and, uh, and my friends. Um, I think uh, what ASIF is really good for is um, developing you in general because there's so many things you need to adapt to um, and you have so much responsibility and there's a lot of work. So, you know, I always say that regardless of if, you know, if I continue in venture capital or not, um, it, it is a great experience for anything that may come. In terms of um, a little bit about like what I see with ASIF is that a lot of people who join 
um, or uh, or either there because they want to sit at the other side of the table and then and then become entrepreneurs. And it's certainly good for that because you get access to a lot of startups and you see you start to see over time common mistakes and pitfalls and and ways to talk to investors and ways to develop your own company. It's also great, obviously, if you want to uh, continue in venture capital or even join like a big startup. Um, me personally, um, what I can say now is that I'm in the process of, of planning that out and actually um, uh, applying to certain things. Um, it's, I see two sort of directions. One is I'm always measuring up and weighing up opportunities in venture capital uh, in Amsterdam or in Europe. Um, because I do think it is a really exciting uh, uh, job and a really exciting industry. Um, I'm also considering sort of filling my next year with a lot of smaller internships to just really see um, what is it that I, I really want to work in because sometimes the idea of a job and the actual job are, are two very different things. Um, but so far, uh, uh, venture capital has been a very, very positive experience. Um, and it's much more, especially early stage, is much more of a people business than people think when they hear about, you know, finance and, and investments. They, they, they think it's, you know, eight hours of looking at an Excel uh, projection. But at, at the end of the day, you're meeting founders, you're going to events. Um, so it's, it's quite exciting. Excellent. All right, so Flourish, that was very cool to have you on the show today uh, to get uh, your take on, uh, on the uh, innovation ecosystem in Amsterdam, to understand uh, what ACF is uh, all about and to, uh, and to have a clear, clearer view on uh, why joining such an initiative and what uh, could uh, come out of uh, such uh, a role uh, as, as yours. So thanks again. Uh, great to have you on the show and uh, we wish you uh, all the best for your next uh, career path. Thanks a lot for having me on.